motherhood in black and white. Hey, podcast family, and for our American listeners, happy Independence Day. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And for those of us in the United States of America, today is the 4th of July, Independence Day, where we are celebrating all things independence and maybe even freedom. We are going to talk this episode about raising independent kids or maybe not raising independent kids. Trying our very best to raise independent kids. Yes, absolutely. It is a struggle every day. So we're going to talk a little bit about why it is so important to raise kids who can flex that independent muscle, but some of the struggles and challenges that we have had doing so. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Independence Day is today. Mm -hmm. We have a long holiday weekend with our families. Mm -hmm. What is it you're doing, Tara? We don't really have anything planned. My cousin invited us over on Saturday. So we were thinking about doing that. But I just found out last week that we have Monday off. I didn't realize because the holiday was on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So we'll be back at work on Monday. So I pleasantly found out I have a day off. So that's nice. Yes. We just sleep in on that day. (laughs) I think you should. You have earned it. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes, I have. Yes, I have. How about you guys? We will be staying around the house. We will most likely have a couple of folks over to swim, Mm -hmm. barbecue. You know, my husband is a plant-based eater, so he will be barbecuing some Impossible Burgers or something Mm -hmm. vegan. The rest of us will eat the real stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you mentioned how you didn't realize that the federal holiday is being celebrated by most workplaces the Monday after 4th of July. And that's going to be something that people, I think, companies and businesses and institutions are going to struggle with next year with the newly recognized Juneteenth holiday. Right. And what we've heard the last couple of weeks, there was this argument, I'll just say nonsense, around (laughs) people not wanting to recognize Juneteenth as a national holiday Mm -hmm. because they said we only have one Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just want to say, for me, the distinction is Independence Day recognizes and celebrates the United States gaining the independence Mm -hmm. from Great Britain. Yes. Juneteenth. Yes. Recognizes the fact that the last enslaved individuals in the country of America Mm -hmm. were finally free. So there is a clear distinction and a reason to celebrate both. That's my humble opinion. That's my two cents, my two pennies. I think it's completely just that. I totally agree with you. It's, I remember you said it on our Juneteenth episode that we were talking about that week about Juneteenth sort of celebrates the moment when everybody was free from enslavement. And I recognized it at the time that you said it, the big difference between Independence Day and Juneteenth. So if we're going to draw the analogy as parents between independence and freedom with our kids versus Mm -hmm. independence and freedom as a country, here it is. This is kind of the way I think about it. When our kids leave the house, they will be independent on their own, grown. But we will never be free from these kids. Never, <laughs> never free. I don't know that freedom is ever going to come. Yes, no. exactly. So you, we need to recognize and celebrate the differences. But today we're going to focus our conversation on raising independent kids and why it has been a challenge for, I know, me. And I've heard from some of other people and some of my friends and family that it's been a challenge for them as well. Yeah, Independence for kids ultimately starts very early. They want to start to do things by themselves mm-hmm. when they're young, right? Mm-hmm. The toddlers. Yes. Mommy, I do it. Mommy, I do it. Yes. But then something happens when they start to get in elementary school. They kind of revert a little bit, right? They they get a little lazy. That's right. In other words. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And we're kind of, so I, my, my That's son. That's been my experience anyway. <laughs> yeah. So middle-aged son, middle school son is still in that 
moment. Yes. But I really am trying to understand and realize I only have six years left mm. before he is out in the world in college and he's not equipped right now right. Um, to be an independent human. Mm-hmm. Like if his father and I were not around right now, what would he do? Right. And uh, the answer I come up with is very little. Like <laughs> I think he would struggle, but yes. it makes me question and wonder, you know, my son is 12, your son Tara is 10. Mm-hmm. I look at kind of like, well, what were we doing? How were we independent at that age? Right. And like, I want to ask you if you would share with us kind of like, well, what were you doing at 10 and to kind of build and flex your independent muscle mm-hmm. that your son is not doing at this age? At 10, I was um, outside of being able to drive myself places, self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I did my own laundry. I fed myself. I mean, my mom cooked, but for the most part during the day and and outside of that, I fed myself. I did my homework without any help. I handled school projects and, you know, got field trip stuff handled. I mean, I did everything sort of on my own just as a necessity. I mean, my parents were working a lot and gone a lot. And I was pretty independent from a young age, honestly. I've always been a little bit like that. Yeah. So is that something that you see in your son? No, I mean, he's, okay, so I'll say it like this. There have been moments where I have compared me to him and made comments like, this kid don't know, you know, don't know nothing. He can't do anything for himself. But just recently, I was thinking about this because I was watching him handle something. And uh, I said, you know, he's not as far along as I was. But he's pretty far along. I mean, he handles a lot of his own business. It takes him a little longer than I would like. Mm-hmm. And he's not perfect at it. But he packs his own lunches. He gets all of his stuff done in the morning on his own. He takes his own medicine. He um, picks up after himself. We're working on some bigger stuff like laundry, something we've been tackling recently. Just trying to get him to be able to do those things without needing constant prompting. Mm -hmm. But he can do it. So, you know, he's further along than I like to admit. I think the comparison hurts him sometimes. Bless his heart. Yeah. (laughs) I got to stop doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you guys? My husband and I have this conversation a lot. He was born and raised in New York. And Mm -hmm. he says when he was 12 years old, you know, he was taking the subway by himself. Very independent Mm -hmm. at a very young, early age. And similar to my experience and background, I was taking the public transportation in Northern California Mm -hmm. and pretty much did a lot of things by myself, Mm -hmm. for myself. My mother says it was because I was precocious, (laughs) but I think it was just because she worked a lot, you know, and and wasn't necessarily there and wanted me to do a lot at a young age because that was how she was raised. I noticed for me, one of the things that was different and and how Roman is not as independent at 12 as I would like him to be, or as my husband and I both were, is because, let's see, how do I put this with all of the love in the world? (laughs) Roman, if we were to do a DNA test, Mm -hmm. we would find that Roman is probably really very closely related to a sloth. (laughs) And- The fact that, you know, for most of his childhood, I've worked outside the home, there has been this need to kind of be on a schedule. So let's just say like things with him tying his shoes in the mornings when when he was younger and he's trying to do that Mm -hmm. and it would just take forever, take (laughs) a very long Mm -hmm. time. I was like, we don't have time for this. We had to hurry up and get it done. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, And so. 
I know that for me, it's easier to do things for him, yes. for me, yes. but that's definitely not the right thing for him to do. And he, and he is so smart at how to play me and his dad. And he just will, will let us do things for him, which he should be doing for himself. So I absolutely own it. It's an area that we don't have much time to work on, knowing that we're in this six-year countdown yeah. to get him ready for it, yeah. to get ready to go out on his own and to hopefully go out of state to college, because I really want him to experience the world and and see that there's a world beyond Texas. Yeah. But I'm afraid that he's not there yet. He's not, he's not ready for it. Well, and this is a conversation my husband and I have been having about, I think we talked a little bit about this on our summer episode. I'm sure this was the case for you. I stayed at home by myself. I mean, I think I was like six. I mean, I was little, you mm-hmm. know, and Gage has asked us like, when were you going to let me just hang out at home by myself? Like in the summer, no camps, just chill at the house. Me and Jason are both like, uh, oh no, man. And and both of us have asked ourselves, you know, what do you think the age is? He's like, I don't know. What do you think the age is? And I said, you know, it really is about the kid, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gage is pretty far along in some ways, but where I do see where I want to work more on his independence is managing crisis so that I know if like something went wrong at the house or, um, you know, he were by himself and had a question or needed something, he could handle it appropriately. And that's the maturity that I'm hoping we can stretch out a little bit in the next couple of years. Cause that's what we basically told Gage. We're mm-hmm. like, honestly, this is more about you showing us that you're responsible and that you can handle situations if they were to come up, you know, and we'll kind of talk through stuff. So, I mean, there's so many levels to it, to the independence conversation, right? It's not yeah. just about, can he feed himself? It's about like, does he know how to handle crisis or um, what to do if there's something comes up, he doesn't know how to handle, you know, that kind of stuff. So how do you teach your kids to do that when there aren't those crises there, right? Yeah. Like I learned to do it because I was just living it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that was what was happening when I was a kid. It's kind like of learning on the fly. Yes. Yes. But <laughs> he doesn't have that ability. So how do we as parents kind of learn to to teach that in our kids? Um, I think for us, we, so we've had some emergencies, not like we had to call a cost or anything, but like, I'll give you an example. He's done it twice now. We bought him those little macaroni cups that you put in the microwave and mm-hmm. you have to add water to it and you heat it up for three minutes. And <laughs> one time he forgot to add the water. So he put it in the microwave and he started it up. And then a few minutes later, he comes flying into my bedroom. Mom, um, uh, the microwave was on fire. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, just stop at the panic, but stop at the word fire. It's <laughs> don't go beyond that. I come flying into the kitchen. It was all handled. And, you know, there's other little situations where there's a mess or, you know, something is broken or so in those little moments, what Jason and I have trained him as he was little and growing up was when something like that happens, come get us. Like, mm-hmm. don't try to hide it. Don't be afraid. Don't walk away from it. Don't leave it. Come get somebody that can help you. Um, you know, don't try to attempt it to clean it. Cause when he's little, that's what you want. You want them to come get you and you can help them. And that was the same with the macaroni. Like, Hey, that was the right thing to do. Come get me. We'll handle it. And I think we've tried to instill that in him, like ask for help, look for help. And we've coached him on plans. Like if you were in the house and I'd run down the street and there was a fire, just leave the house. You know, we've just talked through like little things like 
don't wait, just get out or go to the neighbor's house. So we, we try to coach up on some of that, like just emergency planning type stuff. So, you know, we try to talk about it sometimes, especially if I'm like leaving them for 20 minutes to go across the street to the store or something. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we try, we try to talk about it a little bit, even though it's not happening. I think when we are doing this, it's really hard because we are just living in real time. Yeah. And a part of me now as an adult has the hindsight. Like, okay, this is what I was able to learn and do. And this is how I, I know that I was able to develop it. I wish I had that. But kind of on this podcast, we have something that we can do, which is to kind of look down the road a little bit. This is what we're going to bring in um, our new podcast intern who is about to go off to college. We want to kind of hear her experiences and maybe she can share with us what her parents did when she was a teenager to start to loosen those guardrails, right? To start to kind of let the the scaffolding go a little bit as she was getting up. And and I'm curious to hear whether or not she thinks she's prepared for going off to college. The real world. The real world. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, like my going off to college experience, probably very traumatic when I think back about it. So I was under 18 when I Mm. went from Northern California to Washington, D.C. to Mm -hmm. attend college. And the one thing I remember is my mother dropped me off at the airport at San Jose International Airport. I was not 18 years old. I was still a minor, still under her care, custody, and control. And she just said, enjoy college. See ya. (laughs) See ya. Wow. And so you hear stories now, especially, and I'm probably going to be that mom that takes my kid to college. Unpacks his room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make sure that I organize, (laughs) set up, put things on the wall. Yeah. That was not my mom. She came to uh, my college uh, November of my freshman year. Wow. That was it. I was set up, settled in. Wow. But I'm like, that's not who I am. But all's well that ends well. Benefit of hindsight. Mm -hmm. I would like to kind of go down the road a little bit to see if we're on the right path. So we will <laughs> we will bring our intern in in a few minutes. But before we do, some of our podcast family have been asking about our former intern, mm-hmm. Teva. When we launched the podcast last summer, Teva was right along the ride with us from the very beginning. And she actually took the mic one episode and she hosted an episode with our boys. With our boys, which was one of my favorites. Yeah. Episode 19, Pass the Mic from November. Podcast family, if you haven't listened to that one, it's one of the best ones we have. Everybody loves hearing from our kids. So make sure you go back and check out those old episodes from early on and make sure you're following us on any platform you're listening so you can catch all the new episodes coming up. You don't want to miss us. We appreciate having you with us all week. Yeah. So thank you for that. We should actually, and we will post that link in our show notes. Absolutely. For this, for that episode. You got to go back to that one. You got to listen to these kids we talk about all the time. They're hilarious. Well, not so much, but <laughs> I don't think my child is hilarious. And apparently the feeling is mutual. If you listen to that episode, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. So for our podcast family, we were so, so remiss here in explaining what happened to Teva. Teva went off to college. She did. She actually, after the pandemic started lifting, she went off to college on the East Coast and she finished her first year and we were so proud of her. Just couldn't be happier for her. She is the daughter that neither of us ever had. That's true. And And she's out there flexing her independence. Yes. And we didn't think we would be fortunate enough to be blessed with another daughter, but now we have another intern who unfortunately will also be going to college in a couple months, but we are going to love on her while she's here now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to welcome her to the conversation to tell us about her experience and how her parents have kind of raised her and whether or not she feels that she's equipped to go to college mm-hmm. as an independent young woman. But before we bring her in, is that your favorite Destiny Child song, Independent Woman? No. 
It's not my favorite. It's in the top five. Uh, my favorite's probably okay. What's funny is my favorite is probably catered to you, which has got a bunch of flack in the news recently. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't help it. I love it. Yes. I like their slower stuff. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I lose my breath. That's a classic. Yeah. Everything. That makes me want to dance. And did you see the um, Independence Day movie with Will Smith just turned 25 years old? I saw that movie in the theater on a date. <gasps> yeah. Youth old. I am. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. And now, now that everything I love is turning 25 years old and 30 years old, it really hurts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked that Will Smith this summer recognized that he uh, he was owning his dad bod. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I said, meet Will. You are not alone. Come on through, Will. Yes. <laughs> it's like we all kind of have this COVID body. Yes. So Independence Day is kind of, we're going to all start to find freedom from the food in our fridge that's right yeah, and just break out and get freedom out of the house from these tight pants yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and so we're talking about some pop culture things that our intern i'm sure has never even heard of never. we'll ask her yeah let's bring her on let's find out Hi, Pip. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you today. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Now, we are going to ask you a couple of questions about your experience as a recent high school graduate going off to college. But before we do, I have a couple of pop culture questions for you, Pip. Ready? Okay. First of all, do you know who the group Destiny's Child is? I do. Yes. Okay. There you go. Check. And have you heard the song Independent Women? I don't know that I have. Okay, so we're mm. going to have to get you that. We're going to have to get you on Independent Woman. And then have you seen the movie Independence Day with Will Smith? No. Oh, my God. Snippets of my parents had it on, but yeah, I've not watched that. It's a classic. You need to watch it this weekend for Independence Day. I will. (laughs) Watch Will Smith and Independence Day. (laughs) I think it holds up. I've watched it in the last few years. It holds up. So we want to say thank you and wanted to ask you one question um, before we wrap up this week's episode. How do you feel that your parents have prepared you to kind of enter adulthood? And do you feel that you're prepared to enter adulthood? Yeah. So kind of like you, Kanji, I am going to have a pretty big jump for college coming from the Bay Area. And then I'm actually going to college in New York City, which is kind of where independence is needed the most, I think. And I'm also going to be 17 going there. So wow. like both of you said, I think it's kind of a progression since I've been growing up, starting with small things like staying home for an hour and then moving a couple levels up, like learning to do laundry and learning to do all that stuff. And then when I was 16, I got my license. So that definitely opened up a lot of doors for independence. I started saying I was going to go places instead of asking to go. And so hopefully that was okay with my parents. (laughs) Pip, I am almost 50 years old and I still ask my mom if I could go places. (laughs) (laughs) There's some limitations to that. But things like that, that have definitely prepared me. And then one of the things that I think prepared me the most was I actually did a summer program in New York City. And so it was for two weeks and it was overnight. And so I think that kind of prepared me, but also my parents for making them feel comfortable with this new level of independence that I will be having in college. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So when you think about Tara and and me and kind of where we are right now with parenting middle school age boys, right? Mm-hmm. Pre-adolescent boys. What are some of the things that you would say were very helpful as you were transitioning from like elementary school into young adulthood? What are some things that they did specifically that were really helpful for you? Mm, that's a good question. 
I think that my parents were pretty good about balancing independence with like when I asked for help, them helping me. And actually, I think I had kind of an opposite issue where I didn't want to ask for help a lot of the times. I wanted to be able to do it on my own. And so going to a challenging middle school and being faced with those challenges for the first time in my life, I think they really encouraged me to ask for help and to use resources. So having that reminder was actually really helpful for me. And um, knowing that you don't always need to be independent. You can you can use your resources. You can rely on the people around you. For me, that was oftentimes my family, but also teachers and people like that. So, yeah. That's really good advice, Pip. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, and just one last question before we let you go back to Googling Destiny's Child. Um, <laughs> um, you know, there are different types of ways that we can get our young kids to be prepared for adulthood. You know, we, we talk about financial independence, there's personal independence um, mm-hmm. and educational independence. I think, and I'm going to share this with you, like one of the concerns that we have is that we will either mess up or our kids will get hurt. What is something that you would suggest or maybe say to us as you're kind of looking where you are now, as you look back at some of the things that you've done that you would offer as a word of wisdom or encouragement to any parent that's listening? I think in middle school and high school, you have a lot of safety nets as a kid and really taking advantage of that is, I think, really useful. So having, trying a new sport or trying to take harder classes, like if that's what the kid wants, I think sometimes it's really good to let them take those risks because you do have those safety nets of living with your parents and having their support, hopefully. So things like that, I think, is a really crucial time to try new things and let them be independent, but also be there for any fallbacks or for any hard steps along the way. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. That is good. And, and you know, when you said that, it reminded me how last year, I think um, my son wanted to take a course that I thought was too advanced for him. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm reflecting on that. And I think maybe I should have just let him experience that, right? Because now is the time to kind of struggle and, and potentially fail when I know that me and 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 his father will be there to to lift him up right yeah that makes me think like when i was in eighth grade there was a split so you could either go into honors or not and i was kind of on the border i was like really not sure what to do but my teacher was like hey like you can try this because that's what i wanted to do so i i went for the honors and i did it for a couple years and i was handling it fine but right before my senior year i was like you know i think i'm going to drop down to the non-honors because I've experienced the challenge. I enjoyed it, but I just don't think that I think I'll be overwhelmed if I try it in my senior year. Um, and so having that kind of push to do the challenge was actually really helpful for me and knowing that that's not what I wanted to do ultimately, but like it was good practice to use my resources. Like I said, have the support of my teachers and kind of rely on the people around me when that was something that I had struggled with before. Maybe we just need to come to Pip for parenting advice. <laughs> I think so. I think she, you need your own parenting podcast, Pip. We're going to set you up. <laughs> Definitely her parents do. Yes, we got sure. They just raised this incredible young woman. So yes. thank you for taking some time to come on. And Tara and I didn't mean to throw you on the spot, but as you know, that's what we do. That's right. <laughs> so, so thank you for lending your voice and your advice. And we will talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks, Pip. Thank you for including me. Bye. Of course. 
I was going to share one of my favorite quotes from Independence Day while she was on, but I didn't want to ruin the movie for her. <laughs> but I just remember watching that movie when Will Smith's character was like, didn't I promise you fireworks? Or oh, something? Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. At the end. Yeah. That was, that was so, so sweet. So fun. So I really hope that she does spend that time and watches that movie with her parents. I can only imagine how they must be feeling with knowing that she's going to be heading off to college in a couple of months. I know you were talking about wanting to send Roman off to college and we've talked a couple of times about how close we're getting to it. Like it's just gone so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I make jokes about, I don't know if Gage will ever leave my house because he loves it there so much. You're not going to let him leave. I, I mean, Wait, that's going to be the problem. I'm going to be like, you know, he's come back. <laughs> he come back, but you're not going to let that boy leave. We're going to, we got, we, y'all, podcast family, we have seven years to work on Tara, so we're going to work our magic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we Help me out. Yeah, and for the next seven years, we will be providing, hopefully, podcasts to each and every one of you because the one thing about parenting is, You never run out of stuff to say or talk about. That's true. And you also never know where we're going to end up at the end of this journey, where our kids are going to be. It's different every week. It's different every week. Listening to what Pip said reminded me of the quote that you chose for this week's episode, Mm -hmm. Tara, the Ann Landers quote. Yes. Which is, she said, it is not what you do for your children, but what you have taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful human beings. Successful human beings. beings. And how we determine success and what that means. Again, I don't necessarily think that we'll know until the end of this journey if we raised them to be successful. But while we are on the journey, let's just hope that we embrace it, we celebrate it, and um, hopefully there are some fireworks along the way. Hopefully not in your kitchen or your microwave, but... (laughs) We've had fireworks for sure at my house twice. (laughs) Oh, see? In podcast family, that's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. With that being said, we are going to take the rest of this day off to go enjoy this 4th of July holiday with our families. And we hope that you do the same if you were celebrating. And for our listeners around the globe, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. That being said, we're going to sign off. Take good care.